Please grab your seat. Before you do, give somebody an elbow and say, God is great. God is great. Pumlani, won't you come on up here? Look at this handsome, dashing, married man, just saying. Uh, this is Pumlani, one of our, our, our campus pastors who's been leading the DUT campus ministry. He's going to be bringing the word to us this morning. We've been doing a series on discipleship. Let's give him another hand. Come on, we love this guy. Come on. He's our son in the house. We're proud of him. Thank you. Go for a champ. Thank you. Good morning, church. How are you guys doing? You're good. Have you greeted your neighbor? All right, all right. Huh? <laughs> Let me. You gave them an elbow. That's good. All right. Just hold on. I need some space. Yes. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a great privilege for me, you know, to come here and bring the word of God. Amen. I'm so excited. I believe that God has given me a word, you know, for each and every one of us. You know, sometimes when we come to church, we come and, and we're like, I wish so-and-so was here. And then you miss what God wants to do in your life. I don't want you to do that this morning. I want you to receive this word. It's for you. Receive it. Amen. I already um, for the word. Do you have your Bibles? Can I see them? <laughs> all right. It's <laughs> good. That's good. Before we do anything, let's stand. Let's all stand on our feet. And let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for this time that we have together. That we can come in this place and worship you, Lord God. Father, as we are about to go to your way, mighty God. Lord, I just pray, take over, mighty God. May you speak, mighty God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I just pray, Father, that Lord, you'll open our eyes, our hearts, that we may receive your word, mighty God. Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. We honor you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 We, we can take our seat. If you are joining us for the first time, or if you have missed some of our sermons, uh, you can go to uh, our YouTube channel. Just write Every Nation Deben and you'll find our sermons there. So we've been doing a series called Discipleship. Now it's been a long journey. Um, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot in this series. We're talking about what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? How do we make disciples? Why should I be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Amen. The scripture that we've been looking at is Matthew uh, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. We all should know it by now. <laughs> but it reads, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And yo, 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 I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Such a powerful scripture. I love the fact that Jesus starts by saying all authority. Not some, but all authority. Not just in heaven, but on earth as well. It's very important that we understand who is sending us. 
You know, this person who's sending us is Jesus Christ, who has authority. His authority is everlasting. Unlike the authority of the president. You know, if you are a president in South Africa, you only have five years, and then your authority is given to someone else. But for Jesus Christ, his authority is everlasting. It doesn't end. He's always there. Amen. He carries on, he says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. It's very clear what he wants. He wants disciples. And he's commanded us, he's commanding us to go and make those disciples. He says, baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all, all that I have commanded you. How much do you know? How much have you taught other people? He, he then gives us a, a promise, you know. We are, we are being sent by Jesus Christ, but he says that I'm not just sending you, but I'm, I will be with you. We are talking to, about God who came on earth and lived on this earth. He understands the struggles, the challenges. He knows everything. He says he will be with us. He's not just sending us, but he will go with us. Even to the end of the age, he is with us. Amen. Can I have some water if... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I want us to look at Luke chapter 24, uh, verse 49, which reads, And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power, with, with power from on high. What is happening now? Jesus says go and make disciples. But in, in Luke chapter 24 he says stay. <laughs> What's happening here? Should I go or should I stay? Jesus says go but before you go stay. Because it's useless to go without power from on high. You can't just go until you have God in you and then you can be able to go the title of my message today is impact and um, when I was praying and preparing for this message I said to God God what do you want to say you know, to, to your people about impact because the only impact that I'm familiar with is the impact wrestling <laughs> do you have the picture um, this is the impact that I know. <laughs> Can you see that guy just jumping? <laughs> That's the impact that I'm too familiar with. We grew up watching wrestling when we were young. I grew up in rural areas, so we had no electricity. Um, only few houses had electricity, and you wouldn't dare go to those houses. They were too rich for us. You know? <laughs> But we also had other families who had TVs, right? But their TVs were small, black and white, and every on, on Saturdays we'll go and watch, you know. Um, ah, thank you, thank you. Can give her a hand. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Hey, 
they 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 have power. <laughs> Sweet words. <laughs> So every Saturday we'll come together as guys, collect one rent, one rent, and go to this house, you know, and pay this one rent, and then we can sit down and watch wrestling. And we loved it so much. And sometimes the TV, you know, sometimes the picture wasn't that great. You know, the aerial, sometimes someone has to hold it while you are watching. <laughs> you hold it like that. And then we change. It's you now. And then I can sit down. <laughs> Even that one rent, you know, we had to work for it. Don't have it. Go to someone's house and say, hey, can I please make your garden? You just want this one rent so that you can go and watch Impact Wrestling. <laughs> and after watching it, you know, we'll go up, out, you know, pumped up. Like, yes, come on. We're holding anything, you know, in front of us. Like, yeah! <laughs> Even though they said, please do not try this at home. But <laughs> Chuck them. <laughs> but as I was praying, I remembered that we once did a series called Maximum Impact. And I also remember that impact uh, is part of our mission. You know, if you look at the back, reach, disciple, impact. That's what we want to do, you know. So there's a lot to talk about, you know, on this topic. But what came to mind is that there's no ways that I can talk about impact and not talk about the Holy Spirit. There's absolutely no ways I have to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because when we look at, the, um, the Bible tells us that in the beginning, when God was creating the earth, the Bible says that now the earth was formless, they had no form, and the Holy Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God spoke and said, let it be light, and there was light. But the Holy Spirit was hovering. God will not do anything until the Holy Spirit is hovering. We cannot make any disciple zero without the Holy Spirit. No impact, no one would be saved without the Holy Spirit. I want us to go back to Luke um, 24, verse uh, 49. Behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus is speaking to his disciples here. These are the same disciples that he had lived with, he had walked with, he trained them. More, like three years he was with them, training them. He did one-to-one -one with them, purple book, biblical foundations, disciple makers course, church membership course, advanced leadership school, leadership 215, he explained the whole Bible to them. He answered questions about the parables, marriage, the kingdom of God, and more. For us, we will feel that these guys are ready. They are ready, man. They, they must go and make disciples. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. Not so early. Stay in the city until you are clothed, or, 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 until you are clothed with power from on high. 
There is no amount of, of training can replace the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is so good, so powerful, but it can't change anyone. Many people have read it, but they don't understand it. Without the Holy Spirit, you'll feel that um, the Bible is confusing. You'll feel that it is big. You'll feel that there are a lot of contradictions here. Go, stay. What's happening? Without, <laughs> without the Holy Spirit, you'll feel that, man, this book was written by a certain group of people to, to try and control a certain group of people. But with the Holy Spirit in you, you begin to understand that this book is so powerful. You begin to understand that, you know, from Old Testament to the New Testament, there's only one story. And the story is about Jesus Christ. And as you begin to read it, you feel like, yo, I can't wait for tomorrow. I want to learn more. There's a lot, there's, there's a lot that is in here. Every day I want to wake up and read scripture. The Holy Spirit is in you. And also, as you read the word of God, you feel that, no man, it's not enough just for me, just to read it for myself. I need to go out and share what I've just learned. I need to go out and encourage someone and help other people who do not understand what God has given me. You know, church, the church stops being a church when the Holy Spirit leaves the church. When the Holy Spirit has left, we are left with religious people who come on Sunday and sing great songs and read the confusing Bible. <laughs> you know, when you read, when you look at um, the book of Acts, especially if you are a black man, um, um, there's this word that will come up to you. There's no ways. Every time when you read chapter 1, it's like, yo, chapter 2, yo, chapter 3, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what has happened here? These guys have received the Holy Spirit. They are so powerful. You see people being beaten up for preaching the gospel, but they wake up, they go up and preach the gospel. Oh, Peter, they are healing people just by passing. And then the shadow of them is healing people. Why? There is the Holy Spirit in them. You know, for us, you means that I've lost weight. I, I can't, you know, I can't explain this. Every time, if you've never read um, Acts, I call it the book of yours. You. <laughs> you? What happened here? You? It's so powerful, man. <laughs> Amen. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's more like a gentleman. He doesn't come alone. He comes carrying gifts. When he comes to us, he's carrying something. He's giving us gifts. And when we use those gifts, we are impacting the nation. We are impacting someone. But what is the difference between gifts and talent? Well, we can do the whole series on just that. <laughs> But today I'm just going to give you two um, differences. Number one, spiritual gifts are received. Talents are inherited. As you get born, you come with your talent. 
you learn certain skills from other people and it becomes your talent. But when it comes to a spiritual gift, it is received from the Holy Spirit. Number two, spiritual gifts are acquired only by those who are saved, while talents are acquired by both those who are not saved and those who are saved. Amen. Some gifts are public, some gifts you know, um, are done behind the scenes. Some are used when the church gathers, but most are used, are used outside the church meetings. I want us to look at James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shade of, te- of turning. God's gifts, are, God's gifts are gifts of his grace. No one deserves them. We don't qualify to get them. God gives us freely and it's not based on merit. And all gifts are spiritual gifts. Um, even those gifts that seems natural or unspiritual. Uh, a friend of mine, Ntogozumpiti, I, I don't see him here, uh, but I'm sure he's watching at home. Um, he's one of my friends who loves helping people. If you know NT, we call him NT. He loves helping people. He's one guy that you can just call and say, hey, NT, tomorrow I'm painting my house. And he would be like, okay, wait, let me go and check my diary. Let me speak to my wife. Next thing he will call you and say, listen, I'm busy tomorrow, but I'll make some time and I will come and be with you. Why? Because he wants to help. You know, <laughs> if you have attended a wedding or a funeral with NT, you'll see him that he doesn't like sitting down. He's always asking, where can I help? Where can I help? That's NT. Even though helping people for NT comes natural, but it is the gift of serving from the Holy Spirit. Amen. I need some power as well. (laughs) Amen. We may give God a hand. (laughs) Technology. Where am I? Yeah. God gives us gifts. All of us, if you are born again, you have a gift. Use that gift. And there's no other gift that is greater than salvation. (laughs) Amen. Let us use the gift that God has given us to serve other people. If God has given you a gift of singing, it's not just for you, just to sing by yourself, for yourself, but help other people to sing. If you are a teacher, help other people as well and teach them. Amen. First um, Peter 4 verse 10 in the NIV says, each of, you should, um, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as a faithful steward of God's grace in its various forms. 
The Good News Translation says, Each one, as a good manager of God's different gifts, must use, eh, must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. Can you see that God wants us to use whatever gift that he has given us? And here's another thing that I want to tell you. The gift that God has given you, it's not yours. It is his gift. He has given you to be a manager of that gift. Use it to bless other people. In that way, you are impacting those people. You know, serving is not just for full-time ministers. It's not just a pastor's job. God expects us and to, to serve one another. Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. God expects the saints to do ministry. He expects you as a believer, as a disciple, to do ministry. The job of the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints. The saints are supposed to do ministry. Someone will ask and say, what if I don't know um, what my gift is? Well, I have an answer for you. <laughs> Just start serving wherever there is a need. And God will, 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 will show you your gift. And other people as well as you serve, other people will see your gift. When I was a young believer, you know, uh, the church needed people to join sound and set up. At that time, I knew nothing about the sound desk. I knew nothing about how to set up the, um, the drums, keyboards, guitars, and everything. But because there was a need, I said, yes, I'll go and serve. I'll learn. Even today, I can't say that um, saving in sound is my gift. <laughs> but I've learned most of the basics. We won't struggle if there's no one on sound if I'm around. <laughs> what I want to say to you is that don't limit yourself. Don't say, I have a gift of teaching, so I will not join the ushering team or the, the multimedia. Just go and serve. And as you serve, you know, God is going to do something in your life. Most of my friends, I've met them in Sounding Setup Team. And these guys have played a very big role in shaping the man that I am today. You don't know what God wants to do in your life until you begin to serve. And as you serve, you are making an impact. You remember the parable of the talents? Pastor Sbonello spoke about it uh, in his last sermon. Jesus tells a story of a man traveling to a far country. And then he comes to his servants, there were three. On one servant, he gives them five talents. The other one, two. And the other one, one. And then the man leaves. And then the man comes back. The one who had five had multiplied, and he had ten. The one who had two multiplied had four. 
But the one who was given one came back with excuses, with just one. And the man was not pleased. Church, what I want to say to you is that God cannot give us talents and gifts and then we take them, we put them in our pocket and expect him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. It doesn't work that way. Use whatever gift that God has given you. Amen. You know, we are living in a time when there are not many positive role models or people whom we can look up to or whose life we can emulate. It is, this, it is because of this that we find our youngsters following the wrong people. We see corruption, we see crime. Why? There are not so many good role models. This is why um, I believe that if all of us in this room and those who are watching at home, if all of us were to obey the words of Jesus and make disciples, the, the world, you know, would be such a better place. Word, a world that is full of disciples. We all have a part to play. We can all make disciples. Even though you cannot preach like Pastor Wayne or Paul or Jesus himself, but you can make a difference with one person in your area, at your work, at school, wherever. One person at a time. One person at a time. The world will change. The Apostle Paul in the book of First Timothy, uh, chapter 4, has some helpful ways in which we can make a positive impact on the world around us. But before we look at these words, I want to talk about Timothy. Who is this guy? Timothy came from a mixed um, parental background. His father was a Greek. Uh, his mother was a Jewish, a Jewish, a, a Jewish woman, right? And uh, he is one of uh, Paul's converts who received the gospel with gladness. And uh, Paul was very proud of him. And he will take him and go with him because of his faith. You know, you know um, people who come from this background, mixed parental background, when they receive the gospel, they take it with gladness. They go all out. Hallelujah. I pray that we'll be with them. <laughs> and we can do the same thing as they are doing. Now, let's look at First Timothy 4, um, verse 12. He says to Timothy, Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. I believe we can learn from these words. There's a lot to learn from the words of Paul here in the scripture. Paul says, Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. I want to say to you this morning, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young or because you are old or because you are black or because you are white, you are colored, you are Indian. Don't let anyone look down on you. You can make a difference. Don't allow any situation to hold you back. We can all make an impact. He continues, he says, but set an example 
for believers. Firstly, in speech or in weight, the other version, the, the other version say. You see, church, what we speak plays a very big role in how we impact other people. What comes off our mouth is very important. What we say about other people, about your neighbor, about yourself as well, what you say is very important. Jesus said it's not um, what comes out of your mouth that defies you. No, no, no. He says it's not what you take in your mouth that defies you, but it's what's come out of your mouth. Our words should be seasoned with grace. Should be gracious. You know, we should be speaking encouraging words to one another. We should be helping each other, you know, to, um, to, to draw closer um, to God. You see, each of us, God has put here on earth so that um, we, we can be positive role models on others. And the best way to be a, a best role model is to lead a righteous life and do what Jesus has commanded us to do, which is to make disciples. Paul continues, he says, set example for believers in conduct or in conversation. That's where in conduct or conversation talks about the behavior. How do you behave when you are with Christians? Or how do you behave when you are with non-believers and they do not know that you are a Christian? How do you behave when you are alone at home, no one is watching. What sort of TV programs do you watch? What sort of conversations do you have on WhatsApp, Facebook, and wherever? I remember in 2014, I was taking a taxi at Deppen Station. I was going home in Dundee. So when I get to Deppen Station, um, there were two seats that were available. It was at the back, and the other one was here just behind the driver. I looked at the back, I looked here, I was like, uh, no, no way is that I'm sitting at the back. I'm just going to sit here. Little did I know that I'm going to sit to a lady who was so angry. The only thing that I did wrong was to greet her. <laughs> Hi. Who are you? And she started, you know, screaming and everyone is like, hey, but do they know each other? <laughs> For five minutes, she was so angry. Why are you greeting me? Then afterward, I was like, um, I'm greeting you because I see you. I recognize you as a person. And as I'm sitting next to you, I feel it's appropriate that I greet you. She's like, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, it's just that every time when people greet me, they want something from me. It's like, I'm sorry we have went that far. But I'm not like that. I was just greeting you, as I told you, because I see you, I recognize you as a human being. The taxi leaves and we're passing PMP. This lady is falling asleep. She starts leaning towards me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm like, um, should I tell her or? <laughs> Yo, I'm like, oh, another trauma. I, let me let her sleep. <laughs> we get to Ultra Seed, you know, and we all go out, we come back. She has two drinks, one for her and one for me. Right, ah, okay, now we started a uh, conversation, we're now talking, oh, all right, all right, okay, cool, all right, where are you going, yeah, boy, and all those conversations. When we get to Dandy, she's like, I'm coming back tomorrow to Dandy. Is it possible that I can see you? I, w- I would like to speak with you. Please give me your number. I'm like, uh, <laughs> 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 like, all right. Here's my number. I gave her my number, just like that. The following day, early in the morning, I got a call. Hey, I'm here in, in town. I'd like to see you. I want us to have a chat. Go. Oh, all right. I go. <laughs> I went to her in town. When I get to her, she's like, hey, this place is so busy. Is there a quiet place here, like a park or something? I'm like, yeah, the park is just up the road. She's like, let's go to the park. We go to the park. I noticed she, has, uh, she had ice cream. Two liter ice cream, two spoons, one for her and one for me. All right. <laughs> we go. <laughs> we get to the park. I sit here. She's sitting opposite me. She starts eating. And then I started eating as well. But I remember in my mind, I'm like, Pumlan, what's happening here? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> How ca- what happened? If my pastor were to pass by and see me sitting here with this lady that I do not know, what would he be proud of me? If my parents, while eating this ice cream, you know, it's like, <laughs> if my parents were to pass by, Hi, Pumla, Pumlan, is that you? <laughs> Will they be proud? If my future wife, I wasn't married at that time, 2014, if my future wife were to come and see me sitting down there, and God tells me that that's your wife, will she be proud? Like, oh, what's happening here? If Jesus Christ <laughs> himself, if I were to see him sitting down with this lady, enjoying ice cream, and having conversations, I don't know what we're talking about, because my mind was just all over the place. Will he be proud of me? And all my answers were like, no, 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 no. And then I, I stood up, I said, sorry, sis." We haven't introduced each other. My name is Pumlan Mshungu. I'm a believer. I love the Lord. I am saved. I'm a disciple. I don't know why we are sitting here. I don't know what's happening here. But it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. And I, I suggest that we all stand up, take your stuff, and then go home. I'll go home as well. But before you go home, can you please do me a favor? Delete your num- my number and I'll delete your number. That was the last time I saw her, or we spoke uh, together. 
Because what, 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 what is happening here? How do, how do you behave when there is no one around looking at you? What, 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 what sort of decisions do you make? Because this journey, you know, you can see where it was going. <laughs> you can see, it, no, 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 it's going to end in tears. <laughs> and she cried when I told her my name. And I told her, who am I? What am I doing? She was like, all the good guys I take in. Like, sorry, and I'm not your husband. Your husband is somewhere else. And my wife is somewhere else. And I know it's not you. We left. <laughs> How do you behave? <laughs> I'm sure it was one of um, the saddest weekends for her. She was challenged. She met someone like, I don't understand this guy. What's happening here? I have to honor God even if I'm alone. No one is looking at me. Paul says, in love or in charity. It's important that as believers, we love one another. We love not just those who love us, not just those who are close to us, but even those who seems unlovable. Jesus said they will know us, that we are his disciples if we love one another. And Jesus carries on, he says, love your enemies as yourself. So we are to love people irregardless of who they are. Amen. Carries on in faith. Let me tell you, church, your faith will be tested. Definitely, it will be tested. But here's the thing. Please, don't give up. Think about people who are following you. Think, it, it could be your siblings. It could be the people that you have led in the Lord. It could be people that you have studied with. Think about those people who are looking and watching you. Do not throw the towel. He says, um, in purity. You know, in these days, when you pursue sexual purity, or if you do your business and there's no corruption, there's no bribery, there's not, everything is proper. In this world, you are seen like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Are you blind or something? You know, it's very important, you know, that we pursue purity. Because you know what, what the devil does? He thinks he's clever, right? He will introduce you to sin. You will enjoy sin. Afterwards, you come to church. You want to worship. Holy Spirit. And then the devil says, why are you raising your hands? <laughs> Remember what you did yesterday? And then see hands. You want to go and preach the gospel. And then... The devil will remind you, no, no, not so early, Nana, no, no. Mm -mm. What did you do yesterday? You see, purity is very important. Because um, when we are pure, it's so easy yeah, well, for people to follow you. It's so easy for people to receive you because they see that you are different. You are the salt and the light. Amen.
they are saying time out. <laughs> I would like to end with this um, scripture in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 38. Jesus tells, oh, it tells us that Jesus traveled um, through all the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, and the workers are few. So pray to the Lord, who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers in the harvest field. This passage, there are four things that I want to talk about, and then we're going to close. What we see in this passage, we see four keys to ensuring your life has a revolutionary impact for Christ. Here's the first key. Jesus says, uh, oh, oh, the first key is, see as Jesus saw. When Jesus looked at the crowds, he did not just see a group of people who were useless and who would demand his time and effort. He looked beyond. He realized that these people are spiritually dead. They need me. And then he offered himself to them. When you look at the world today, your neighborhood, your community, your country, when you look at our parliament, what do you see? What do you see? Ask the Lord to help you to see the world as he sees it. The second key, feel as Jesus felt. Once you begin to view the world through the eyes of Jesus, it's only natural that you begin to share his feelings about the world as well. When Jesus saw the crowds, he was moved to compassion. He felt people suffering. His heart was broken. Are you moved to compassion when you look at the world today? What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? Ask him to share his heart with you. Number three, pray as Jesus prayed. Jesus, you know, he was sad when we saw these people suffering, but he wasn't discouraged. Instead, he asked God to send the workers into the harvest field. He knew that his God is too powerful. He's so strong. There's nothing that is too hard for him. When last did you pray, Lord, send the harvest, send the workers into the harvest field? Or should I ask you, when last did you say, Lord, send me to go to the harvest field? If you are not willing to go, then why? Do you think it's fair to pray and say, Lord, send other people if when you are not willing to go? Lastly, do as Jesus did. 
Jesus didn't just ask God to send workers. He got involved himself. He saw the crowds. His heart was moved to compassion. He rolled up his sleeves and he got involved. Are you willing to be involved like him? You see, ministering to others is a messy work. This is why most people will come up with excuses. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm poor. I'm afraid. What will people say? I haven't finished the Bible. All these excuses, they are not enough. There's no valid uh, excuse, you know, to preach the gospel. We can all play our part. We can all make an impact in the world. Come, let's stand. I'm done. I want us to take a moment, you know, and close our eyes. Even if you are at home, I believe God is here in this place. He wants to do something. As we are closing our eyes, why don't you take this time and respond to the message that God has said to you? What are you going to do with the message that you have received today? Take this time. If you need to repent, repent. This is your moment. He's here. He's with us. Let's take some time and pray. Yes, And feel free. There is more space. We are not rushing anywhere. Take some time. Don't let this moment pass you. Pray. Pray for yourself. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Comfort this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what hearts long for to be overcome by your presence. Church, I know some of us are in different places this morning. Some of us are just needing a fresh touch from the Lord. If that's you, come and just raise your hands up. You just need a fresh touch of His love, of His healing power. Father, over these hands right now this morning, let Your Spirit come. Let Your Spirit come. Make everybody whole, everybody strong. With your broken hearts this morning, Lord, I just pray right now for you. You know how to heal the hearts. Medicine can't get there. Doctors can't get there, but you can. I just pray for that healing to come, Lord, that strength to come. Of every person who's disappointed, every person who's hurt, every person who's confused right now, every person who's struggling right now. 
Lord, I pray you come by your Spirit and make all whole and well. And then there are others of us here this morning who, who God is, God is prompting us. He's prompting us to live lives of impact. He's prompting us to to step out of our comfort zones and and become fruitful in the kingdom. You know, it's useless to pray for the power of God if if we're never ever going to pray for someone to receive the power of God. You know, we pray for healing, but you never lay hands on anyone who's sick. Or we pray for revival, but we're never going to share the gospel. There's, you know, there's a church we have to step out. We have to step, take a step of faith. We have to move. We have to use our gifts, use our talent, as Pumlani was saying. And and for that, for those of us here who are just maybe stuck in a little bit of, yo, Lord, I want to do something, but what, how, where, where do I start, Lord? I just want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for divine insight that even this week, Lord God, even this week, you would bring people across our path. You'll bring opportunities across our path, Lord. And we would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is where we need to be involved, active, and fruitful for your kingdom. Lord, I pray you fill us all with boldness and courage this morning that we would be able to go out and make an impact for you wherever we are. Your spirit lives in us, Lord. Let us not look down on ourselves or our circumstances or make any more excuses. We know that with you are for us, no one can be against us. So thank you for boldness. Thank you for strength. Thank you for courage. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Pumlani, for that great word. (laughs) That was awesome. I was wondering where the, the ice cream story was going. and uh, Man, that was just great. And, and, and what a great example that, that you knew what was going on in the moment and you, <laughs> you, you, you put it right. Thank you for joining Church Online today. We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.